We're back 33 minutes after 11 o'clock, our Mellow Joy Coffee Time. My pleasure to welcome back Richard Bear from Bear's Garden Center and A Mystery Solved. <laughs> a Mystery Solved, that's right. I, I nev- I'm never good at keeping things secret, but anyway. You clowned me on my cucumbers. I did, I did. Yeah, Christine pointed it out, um, and I know I've, I've been watering it on a regular basis, so I knew... Nothing was growing. Okay. And all of a sudden, there's a six-inch cucumber in the pot. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I thought Mickey Bellot, uh, who has the bed and breakfast, thought maybe he was clowning. Me, but... Yes. It was me. It was me. But the uh, but actually, the plant, I'm, I'm telling you, Jeff, is just if you can just get it through the next, hopefully, month and temperatures subside, it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to grow and you will produce. So you, you, you don't have a problem with the size and how many plants I had in that little space? You know, I'll be, be honest with you. I kind of ran in and ran out yeah, pretty quick because yeah. uh, I was worried you would come out of your house. But uh, I'll look at it again. Yeah. But, no, I, I don't think that's the issue. I, I just think, um, you know, just, just I think the fact that it's alive, I'm amazed. I mean, someone's watering the heck out, which is great. And uh, that's what you got to do right now. I planted uh, my uh, – heat-tolerant tomato plants that can take the heat really good. And I guess I did this two to three weeks ago. And, Jeff, they they haven't grown an inch. They're in survival mode. Now, the the part that we can't see, the uh, the uh, the root system, is getting a good, deep, established root system. When I water, I water so it goes way down. So these, these roots are going to be, you know, 12, 15 inches deep in the ground and wide. So that's a benefit so that when the temperatures do subside or – we get, uh, you know, some rain for a few consecutive days, I'm going to see a huge jump. So the fact that, and I'm talking about anything, uh, if, if, if it's not growing, don't, don't say what's wrong. It's, it's, if, if you can get things to survive, and I'm talking about established things, and this kind of drop that we're, that's occurring right now, um, you're, doing, you're doing your job. So survival mode is right now, and even though, like those heat automated, even though you plant them, they're not growing, hang in there. It's going to happen. Uh, it just gonna. We just need some overcast days and and some some rain. There you go. Uh, you brought in a few items. Yeah, with I, you, I did. You know, I'm kind of gonna have to stretch a little bit today, only because uh, it's limited on what you can do outside. Uh, you know, uh, boy, you know, you know, you hate to say a little a tropical storm. I know that the uh, the farmers would love just a low wind tropical storm right now that would dump us a ton of rain, uh, not all at once. But uh, you know, we, we just need a few days. You know, you know, a uh, you know a half inch rain will help, but it's not going to be enough. And so we need to do some catch up in terms of the rainfall. So if we can stretch it out over a three to four day period with overcast weather, that would be that would be wonderful. Um, you know, when it comes to you know tropical storms and all that, and we're at the peak right now, and it looks like right now things are starting to to heat up. You know, kind of do your, your prep work if you can, you know. Pick up that small stuff. I heard Freddie talking about things being dumped on the on the road and and um, you know, you throw a, a hurricane in with that with those with those things on the road and, and that's a problem. And now it's all over the city in the in the drains and uh the uh uh, so, so you want to do your pickup, and and if there's things that are obvious with trees that you need to cut, and that are gonna you know are gonna cause a problem, man, now's the time to to, to you should have done it earlier, but it's not too late, and uh, you 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 want to get that done, and so just kind of just uh, food for thought. 
let's talk about the the basics and what everybody's coming in the store is gonna is the lawns. You know, that's the big deal right now, and it's it's really it's a combination of of uh, could be chinch bugs, but it's moisture too. And uh, you know, if you if you don't have to cut the grass, don't cut it because you're gonna you're gonna do more damage than good. So let it get high and thick. Uh, I know it's not growing, but it is. If you don't cut it, it will get, will get uh, slightly taller. But, boy, some of it is dying, and that's where the problem is. It's just turning yellow and browning. So you need to spray those areas and then start watering. And, you know, normally I say, you know, one good watering a week. Uh, if you can get, you know, an inch or two down into the soil would be great. But in reality is it may be, you know, it be maybe down to two. Absolutely no fertilization. You'll be definitely doing more harm than good. Just hang in there. We got plenty of time. <clears throat> Once we start to get to our rain cycle uh, to fertilize the lawn, you know, we can generally go. We start in end of September and October. You can use winterizers. So this might be the year to do winterization because no one has, has been able to really do the lawns like they maybe normally would do. So just hang in there and, um, and you know, it'll happen. You know how it, it, it goes, Jeff. When it happens, we're going to get some rain. And it, and it'll it'll rain for a month, but uh, it will. And so, just we got to hang in there and wait, and don't do anything. I bought this product by Jeff, and this is one called Celsius. I talked this talked about this a few weeks ago. But the bottom line with this one is we're getting a lot of issues with crabgrass. That's one of the things that does grow uh, <laughs> when it's dry. And crabgrass is the one that it's called crabgrass. It grows in a clump, and when you look at it from uh, above and down into the, gr- uh, into the ground, it, it has these little uh, runners that look like crab legs. Like, not, not the legs, but the uh, there's an interior, I don't know what they call them, but it just it looks like those little fronds or whatever that the crab has. And, um, and uh, it's up till this year, they've been impossible to kill for the homeowner because there was no product uh, – in a retail size that would kill it but this will do it now <clears throat> this can be oversprayed over the top of the lawn but you don't want to do that is that a powder that you mix with the water? yeah it's a wettable powder so this little packet i'm showing jeff here which is about i don't know maybe maybe an ounce or half an ounce and it it'll uh, it'll make about two and a half gallons of solution so you mix with water but normally you could uh, you know it says on here it will not hurt the St. Augustine so you can overspray it but you can't do it now you can't overspray with any chemical right now stri- strictly because um, you know the grass is under so much stress uh, that you don't want to do that but in terms of spot spraying you can do it you can actually spot spray it on that and then then you can use it once temperatures survive, uh, subside a little bit in September October but the biggest problem with crabgrass Jeff and it's just so obvious is that when you do cut the, the lawn Within a couple of days, they shoot these uh, seeds uh, stems, and so you got this beautifully well manicured lawn, and you got you know five spots where these seed stems are are up, and so so you you're going through all the work, you weeded, everything's perfect, and now you got these seed stems within a couple of days, and so that's the advantage. And the problem with uh, with crabgrass is that it does shoot the seed stems. So what's happening is if you let them, those seed stems will mature, they blow, and then. And then they find places where the grass is exposed. And right now, there's a lot of places where the grass is exposed because it is the grass is so weak. You drive around town, Jeff, and you can see that there's a lot of a lot of stressed out lawns, and that's just uh, the nature of the beast. So, start watering if you can. I know uh, water isn't what it used to be, but uh, y- y- you know, in, in terms of the cost. But 
you know, the, the bottom line is, you know, if you can't water your hole on, find your hot spots. You know, find the spots that are obviously stressed out and deal with those. And just try to keep the grass to survive. And that's really all you're trying to do is, is if you can keep it to survive and then it'll, it'll, uh, we get to a rainy period, it's going to grow back and, and be nice and lush. But you've got you to keep it to survive. And right now we're in survival mode. Gotcha. Uh, the other product I brought here was, uh, this is called Sucker Punch, Jeff. And uh, this is relatively new. It's been out about, probably about five to seven years. And if you go look outside along uh, Main Street, right next to the place with these crepe myrtles, mm. you see those little things right, shooting right. at the bottom. And those are a major problem when, when people have it because you go cut them and then, you know, two weeks later they're back with advantages. There's more of them. This product is actually something that you can actually spray these little suckers. You want to do it when they're small. So if you got some that are two feet tall what you want to do is go in there and cut them back and let them re-sprout and when they get about 8 10 12 no bigger than 12 inches tall you go underneath that and spray those leaves and it will it will they will die back it won't kill them but it will prevent them from re-sprouting and so you can't do that people say oh well i'm gonna use roundup or i'm gonna use something else or 24t to knock those back the problem is is those little suckers are connected to the crepe myrtle it's actually uh, uh, shooting up so if you spray that with a chemical that's going to be absorbed and go into the plant the potential of damaging your crepe myrtle uh is is really good this is not a uh a weed killer per se it just affects the re-sprouting so stop it from re-sprouting for a summer and then next spring um Usually around late April, May, when they start to re-sprout again, you catch them small, you do it again, and you just do have to one time do it one time for that season, and that will uh, stop it. So, um, uh, just a neat product, and people will have the problem know it because, especially in this heat, because they're uh, they're out there. But but again, you need to you cut the sucker and let it re-sprout. Start. You can't just cut it and spray right now. That's correct because you need it's, it's absorbed to the leaves. So if you just cut it and spray it, uh, then not much is going to be absorbed. So you wait, to, you wait till it re-sprouts and still tender, 8 to, eight to 10, 12 inches long, and then you spray it. Gotcha. The, uh, switching now to vegetables, and, you know, Jeff, normally we're talking about, you know, actually really and truly planting cabbage and broccoli and cauliflower directly in the ground. We generally have plants. It's too darn hot, Jeff. Well, hot and dry. So it's really a situation where you got to wait. If you want to start the seed, you can certainly start the seeds at this point. You just have to pamper them a little bit. We talked about about that last week. But we just have to wait another week or two. Uh, it doesn't take – it's not that we're waiting for a cool front, Jeff. We're just waiting for a not-so-hot front, meaning that lower 90s and 80s in a situation where you can keep it warm – I mean, keep it wet. If you can't keep it wet, then don't do it. And so you, we'll be able to start doing that. But we're, we're a week or two away from – from any of that happening so just kind of keep that in mind if you do plant uh fall irish potatoes uh uh now's the time to go find them it's it's really hard to find irish potatoes we can't get them anymore because you have to buy those locally and not enough are planted anymore so you just go buy those little small ones that they use for the crawfish balls now and let them sit uh in, in the shade uh, inside or, you, you know, uh, and let them start to sprout. But it's going to take probably maybe three or four weeks because they spray growth retardants on it to slow down that process. But they will sprout, and you have time to go do that, and in about the middle of September, you plant them. The big difference between planting Irish potatoes in the spring versus the fall is that you plant the whole potato in the fall, whereas in the spring you actually slice it and plant the pieces. And the reason that is is that uh, the bacteria count and the insects are so high yeah. right now that if you, if you plant cut potato, the odds of them rotting are great. 
especially if you get a lot of rain in, in, in them. So you just plant these small ones uh, whole, and you just plant them, and they'll produce in around mid to late November-ish. Uh, and, and they do very, very well. And, uh, uh, and generally with the fall crop, you can actually leave the potatoes in the ground. I, I saw doesn't freeze, Jeff, not like from your neck of the woods where the ground actually freezes. I was done. Even if we get the cold we got last year where it stayed below freezing for a couple of days, you could have left your potatoes in the ground. and have to water it to, to kind of seal it, but they wouldn't be a problem. So you can actually leave those potatoes and just harvest them throughout the season. They'll be fine. And uh, so it's a neat crop, and it doesn't, it doesn't uh, affect the spring crop. You know, you can plant that in the fall. You grow them. You produce it November, December. And uh, so it's not it's not crossing over with with uh, the spring crop. For example, one crop that does cross over is uh, uh, the onions, the the Vidalia and the red Creole onions. You plant those in the fall, late fall, and they'll they'll produce in Mayish. So they start to cross over. So potatoes a good one that you plant in the fall, and but you want to go get those how deep small ones. You cover them a two or three inches deep. Okay. So it's a root crop. So it's it's, it's actually making under the ground. So, so you want two to three inches on top. top on top. Okay. That's right. And then so they will, uh, so they have enough room. And actually somebody, some people will come and, and they'll cultivate it so that the soil after the, the, uh, the, potato, the potato plant itself gets, uh, you know, 12, 18 inches above the ground. They'll come and actually cultivate it more, more dirt on top. And therefore you make more potatoes because they'll have more room to, to make. And, uh, and you can do that in the small gardens too. You just hand uh hand pull or hand shovel saw on top of it but you, you, you got to let them get a good 18 inches tall the plant itself before you cover those uh plants up but but so that's kind of some things you can do just hang in there um uh <laughs> it's going to get better we just gotta to make it uh happen normally jeff right now is the time to cut back roses and i wouldn't get uh too antsy to do it i mean if you've done it you're fine just kind of keep them wet uh, but normally middle of August is the time to do it. It is so extreme. I think I would just leave them alone and, again, wait for a few days of uh, a good amount of moisture and then go ahead and cut them back. The reason you're cutting your back your roses now is that it'll set them, it'll make them prime for the fall, and they'll look really pretty when temperatures subside, and they'll be in perfect shape in terms of shape and the flower. If you wait too, too late, you're going to be cutting back some of the flower buds, and they're going to make and they'll flower much, much later. But in this case, with the situation we're in, I'd go ahead and just hang in there, wait a couple of weeks. Hopefully by then we get some, some water, and then uh, we'll see. Um, one other thing I, wa- I wanted to mention is that people, a lot of times we'll get when, uh, if we get a tropical storm or a lot of wind, they'll start to worry about maybe trees or plants that they planted in the spring, uh, mostly trees, and they say, you know, how do I tie it down and secure these trees so they don't blow down and honestly you know you start to get into tropical storm winds and sustained winds those tie downs aren't going to help if anything is going to hurt you know you know a lot of people said you know what do you do rich with all your plants in the nursery and and really it's nothing to do other than make sure that they can fall and that's the that's the rule i tell people look if we're going to get a hurricane you want to make sure these these trees these nice trees that you planted can fall and meaning that you don't want to secure it so tight that it, they'll snap on you right. or they'll blow down and they'll get jammed by something and then it can't fall. So they're going to take the wind just beats them and beats them and beats them and beats them. In our case, all our plants are in containers and 
as long as you know, you know, if the if the, if the storm is coming from the south and if the south blows it so that it uh, uh, it, it'll jam against a building or something and take, we just make sure we lay those down. We actually lay them down so that before the hurricane they're already down on the ground. The rain, plenty of rain. We don't have to worry about water. We just have to make sure after the hurricane we come back and and stand them up so they get watered. But the bottom line is, is yeah, you don't want to strap strap things that uh trees down that that you're worried about just kind of unstrap them save your ties and you may have to go pull it and restrap it after the hurricane but you can't you know there's just no way and if you get it strong enough so it doesn't some people actually use you know tie wraps and chain and stuff like that and that's all fine and dandy but 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 that tree will take a brunt of a lot of wind if it's if it's more than you know a two or three years old really nothing you can do just let it let it ride and like everybody else see what happens and that's kind of the uh the the, the uh, end of that bottom line jeff I, I think that's it let's just hang in there you know usually around labor day jake uh jeff consistently we uh we will get some moisture so i guess we're two weeks away from that uh Three, no, two weeks from this weekend, yeah. Okay, so if we can't get anything before that, I'm saying we're going to get a lot of rain for Labor Day. Probably to ruin the holiday. <laughs> that's The reason I say that, usually that's what happens. Yeah. Always Labor Day weekend, we get rain, so we'll see. Sugarcane Festival, rain probably. Gumbo yeah. Cook-Off, rain probably. Yeah, yeah. but last year I remember the Gumbo Cook-Off was gorgeous. Actually, it was. Yeah, it, it was. was gorgeous, so we got lucky last it was, year. It was so. still a little warm for the sugarcane festival but it was a nice weekend it was a nice weekend yeah. so and then so we kind of i don't mind a hot festival no that's right it, you, you know, know it, we kind of as long as it's dry we're kind of adjusting to it there you go richard always a pleasure uh what are you doing uh, at hopkins and west st peter these right days? now we're kind of hungering down we're getting ready for the uh for the fall but in, in all honesty you know this time of year, we're, we're getting ready for, for a wind. Let's just leave it at that. And so we start to pick up the small stuff. We start to not necessarily take things down, but, but be prepared so that we're not doing everything all at once. And, um, and that's where remind me to tell the listeners, kind of do those small things now and, and, then, and then the big things when it happens. There you go. Prepare. Always a pleasure, Richard. We'll look forward to the next time. Thank you, Jeff.